This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, finally, once again, and you know what that means, another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee with my co-host, Paul Zartman. Man, Paul, it feels good to start getting back in the old routine again, Wednesday night, AEW Dynamite. Yes, we are back on Wednesday nights in our proper time slot at that, so I cannot complain this week. Proper time slot, kicking out podcasts, and now back in the proper time slot right after Dynamite. Start, like I said, getting into a routine. Just feels right. Uh, AEW's going back on the road next week. Tonight was the final Daily's Place, I guess the end of the Daily Place era, and we'll talk about that later. I want your thoughts on that later on in the show, yeah. but uh yeah, so exciting things. Everything's good in the world of all elite wrestling going forward. Yes, I, I'm excited. I can't wait uh, to be back on the road next week. Yep, the time has come, and I think everybody's ready. Fans, talent, everybody backstage. Let's get rocking and rolling. But we have an exciting show to cover tonight that just wrapped up. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get started, I got to say the one thing that uh, I don't think we're going to see as much of anymore as uh fuego del sol in the arenas well looks like uh and he may not be as at as many shows going forward it, it will be interesting because um tony khan hinted at signing some talent for um elevation when it goes on the road so and dark so we'll see i don't know it, he's one that i think is on the fence He's a fan favorite, but I don't think he's won over the um, big guys yet. Yeah, I mean, he's the true ult- ultimate underdog story, but I mean, is he somebody that I can really seriously think can contend for a title someday? No. No. So, no, probably not even the TNT title as much as I love the guy, but uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean,. Yeah, but it, it will be tough to keep him on the Sammy Guevara vlog if he's not around every week. So Exactly. We'll see so, what happens. Yep. Yeah, yes, we will. All right, let's get into it. Dynamite we'll it. back on Wednesday nights. We open up with a great open, of course, and then we get Judas because Jericho's joining commentary for tonight's show, the entire show. And this was his first time on commentary as a face, which was interesting. Uh he still can't pronounce Tony Schiavone, but I think that's on purpose. But hey, what do you expect from Jericho? 
I enjoy when Jericho joins the commentary booth. Um, he brings, brings a lot of entertainment and expertise to it. Um, yeah, I really enjoy when, when he joins it. And, and that was a good point, Paul. I didn't even think about that. That was his first time uh, appearing on commentary as a baby face instead of a heel. So good point there. Yep. And we open the show as usual with a tag match with uh, Eddie Kingston and Penta El Zero Miedo versus the Young Bucks. And of course, uh, Eddie and Penta had Alex in their corner and the Young Bucks, as usual, had Brandon Cutler in their corner. Uh, Interesting facial hair the Bucks were uh, sporting tonight. Uh, Tony Schiavone said they looked like porn stars, which made me just absolutely pop and crack up laughing. I even tweeted about it from our account. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they uh, even uh, Mrs. Matt, uh, Mrs. Uh, Matt Jackson on Twitter even made a comment. So, uh, yeah. yeah, interesting look for the Bucks. They are, man, they they are easy to hate when they're these characters, that's for sure. Oh, but it's great. I mean, they they just go so far with it that it's perfect. I mean, if you watch BTE this week, they both had full beards, and then two days later, they walk out with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they made a comment the other day on Twitter. I think it was Twitter how it's crazy that Nick's hair is dirty blonde, but yet his facial hair grows in so dark. Yeah. So I was wondering where they were hinting at there, and then we found out tonight. Yep. Yep, uh, and of course, if uh, Eddie and Penta get the win, they get a future title shot. Um, starts off with Eddie trying to attack the Bucks as the streamers are flying, as he did with Moxley uh, when they took on the Bucks. This was a very back-and-forth match. I honestly thought it was going to be more one-sided than it was. Um, and, I mean... We've got uh, Matt and Penta who end up on the floor. Penta hits a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Uh, back in the ring, Penta hits a top rope diving crossbody on Nick. Tags in Kingston, lands a bunch of punches, spinning power slam, and gets a cover for a two. The Young Bucks regain control out on the floor by taking down Kingston. Nick throws Kingston back into the ring. Cover Barely got a one count. Nick and Matt cut the ring in half as they keep Kingston grounded. Kingston looked off throughout this match tonight. I don't know if it was just me, but he seemed, I mean, he's not the high flyer. So he's the only one out of the group who isn't used to doing all the high flying stuff. And I think that really showed through here tonight. Right. Um, he was definitely more grounded. Um, yeah. That top rope spot that he took the back body drop or the suplex I should say off the top rope that lo- really looked at rattles back um that didn't look like a like a work that looked like a shoot um but I I mean Eddie's just a veteran he's his body's beat up anyways but he still brought it especially towards the end when he's trying to take the bucks on uh, two on one and took a pair of took a, about four super kicks in the face to finally get him down and uh I like JR's comment that it looked like the exorcist how his, his head got uh, twirled all the way around from the super kicks. Yep. And then the first one, I didn't catch who said it, but somebody said he, th- um, Matt threw up a super kick and Eddie just ate it for lunch. Yeah. That was probably my favorite thing from the whole match, honestly. Um, as the match continues, uh, Kingston is going back and forth with the Bucks. Kingston reverses uh, more bang for your buck, then goes up to the second rope, throws a bunch of headbutts to Nick Jackson. He heads to the top rope, hits a superplex on Nick, as you were talking about a little bit earlier. 
Penta gets the hot tag and kicks away at the Young Bucks. Nails a swinging DDT on Matt. Sling blade on Nick. Then a corkscrew code red for a close three. And I mean, that was the closest three count I have seen in history. I, th- I think I thought it was a botch at first that they accidentally counted three and didn't mean to. Yeah, because I mean, his hand hit for that three and then it looked like Matt kicked out of it. Um, the crowd was chanting, that was three. <laughs> I think uh, Twitter was chanting along with that, uh, but it didn't shake Penta. He went for the fear factor, got reversed into a catapult, into a kick. Nick with a springboard hurricanrana. Penta hits a backstabber on Nick for a cover, and Matt breaks it up. Uh, Matt ends up taking Kingston out to the ramp with a big diving crossbody onto Penta, Penta and Nick swing away. Penta hits a waist lock. Nick gets in the way of the ref and throws a low blow. Uh, the Good Brothers show up ringside. We see some cold spray, and then we get Frankie Kazarian showing up. The Elite Hunter takes the cans away from Cutler, sprays Cutler with it. That cold spray kind of uh, didn't do too well tonight for the Young Bucks. Backfired. He got Matt Jackson right in the face. When trying to get uh, Penta. So. And he held on to that spray for a long time when he was spraying Matt in the face with that. You'd think he would have realized, oh, crap. And um, Penta goes for a dive on the three being um, the Good Brothers. And I think it was Nick Jackson on the floor. Then his fear factor on Matt Kingston with a spring Back fist, cover into one, two, three. Yeah, I was a little surprised by the outcome, to be quite honest. I think the right guys got over. Um, that definitely yeah. sets up next week's match at Road Rager in, in Miami for the tag titles. Um, yeah, I, I, I was just surprised. I thought they'd have the Bucks, re, um, the Bucks win, but um, yeah. glad I was wrong. I agree. I completely felt that this was going to go to the Bucks. I told you, I said, you know, I like Eddie, I like Penta, but the Bucks are going to win this. And I was glad to be wrong. Um, after the match, we get a backstage segment with Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, where Christian tells him he's proud of him. He took Kenny to the brink. He believes Jungle Boy will be a champion someday. Christian tells Jungle Boy to go out and get his 50th win. Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt show up. Luchasaurus was doing some weird growl thing yeah, to start. Yeah, like a dinosaur, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Luchasaurus thanks Christian for having Jungle Boy's back while he was gone. Going forward, since dinosaurs are loyal, he'll have Christian's back. And then Christian jokes about having some dinosaur genes on his mother's side. Let's uh, just give a moment to give uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, as I want to call him, just a round of applause. Yes, absolutely. Jungle that's, Boy. That's, that's all I... That's all I want to say from the social media <laughs> post. Go check out his uh, social media. That's that's. I'm just giving a round of applause. Uh, are we talking about his upcoming match or uh, Saturday's post? Saturday's post is uh, okay. personal life. That's why I'm giving him a standing <laughs> o. I'm giving him an ovation. Yeah. Way yeah. to go, Jack. That that was something I was not expecting when I saw that. I sent that to you. Yep. <laughs> if you yep. don't know what we're talking about, go look up Jungle Boy on Twitter. You'll find it. You'll know what we're talking about yep. the moment Twitter you see Instagram it. Both, I believe. Yep. Yep. Uh, after the we see Christian and Luchasaurus exit the stage. Jungle Boy finished put 
finishes putting his boots on, and we head into the ring with Tony Schiavone, Ethan Page, and Scorpio Sky. Tony brings up Page challenging Darby Allen to a coffin match and asks why that match. Page says what he's been doing to Allen is not enough, and his goals his goal is to exterminate him. Page says he's trying to cripple Allen on the Indies and in AEW, but that's clearly not enough. The crowd's really giving it to Page in throughout this segment. Page says every time Allen does a coffin drop going forward, he's going to think of Page. Sting heads out, pulling a coffin behind him. And of course, you know, when you're in uh, Jacksonville, it's amazing to see snow falling. But hey, it happens <laughs> when Sting comes to the ring. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, we see a quick video of Allen using a flamethrower on a coffin. Sting then pulls off the blanket. Allen jumps out of the coffin. Allen leaps into the ring, goes after Paige. Sting takes care of Sky. Allen digs his black fingernails into the eyes of Paige. Paige finally gets out of the ring with some help from officials. Paige gets on the mic and says, of course, he'd do that to Paige. Allen knows he can't beat him at 100%. Paige then says his match against Allen is off next week, which really threw a kink in my predictions. <laughs> yeah, it mine too. I, I gotta think they're putting that back up night one. I'm assuming the fire fest, if not night two. Maybe maybe they're maybe one of them is a little banged up and needs another extra week of recovery or yeah. something. That that's kind of where my thought process is because if not, I don't know why they advertised that last week. Right. I mean, it was interesting to see, but I mean, everything I've seen, like you said, it's nobody's sure if it's night one or two because everybody says it'll be in two or three weeks so yeah you just we'll see what happens Fest and, and fighter fest is back back weeks when they're in texas so uh, yep um but interesting thing about the coffin match i was thinking since we recorded last or on saturday and you know i've had a few days to think about it i like aw trying to do a a, a coffin match and calling a coffin match to have a casket match because now with mm-hmm. the undertaker retired from the wwe we're not really going to see too many of these matches so AEW can make this match kind of be their own from now on i i like that yeah um yeah i kind of like that idea you know i mean it's been years since we really saw a good casket match out of taker anyway right but, right um so i mean we might have a whole new generation who doesn't know anything about casket matches now yeah and, and i assume it'll be the same rules just like the coffin match or like oh geez the casket matches <laughs> yeah, i'm already um but but I, I like that AEW can take a concept and twist it their own, just like they did Blood and Guts. I mean, it's yep. really war games, but they made it into their own match. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, we finally get uh, Jack Evans versus Jungle Boy. You uh, tweeted out from our Twitter account that I was excited for this match. I was because I'm a TH2 fan. I, I know. TH2 are your boys. So, yeah. But I had to go with Jungle Boy from the start for this one. I wanted to see him be the first person to get that 50th win in AEW. Yeah, that, that was a stat that really surprised me tonight when they threw that out. I wouldn't have guessed he was the even that close to 50 wins, I guess. But right. uh, but I, th- I think you can be in agreement with me here. Before this match, this match wasn't really in doubt. I think we both knew who was going to win. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it still was a fun fun match, fun, fun little match. Yeah, I mean, you can't make the announcement of, oh, if you win tonight, yeah. you've, you're the first person to get 50 wins and – then go out and lose. And but. we have the guy last week who made had a hell of a match against the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega, and then Jack Evans, who not his fault, but not on Dynamite too much. 
Right. Um, we had the quick announcement that there's going to be uh, three shows in Chicago, September 1st for Dynamite, 3rd for Rampage, and the 5th for All Out. Yep. So, yep, a great uh, building, one of the uh, most popular wrestling buildings in the United States. So. Yep. yep, and of course, uh, the EVPs have their face on a plaque on this building, so they do. it's about time they get back into it after missing a whole year. <laughs> Jericho's on the... Uh, at least when they have the three event graphic, Jericho's on the graphic for all out. So, yep. And, um, Christian was on for rampage. So I'm interested to see and what I they're going to do here. Kenny for dynamite. If I'm not mistaken. Um, let me see here real quick. I'll tell not you that it makes that much difference. <laughs> but I, I, Yeah. But it's cool to see, uh, no Darby Darby. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there we on. go. <laughs> so we get into the uh, Jungle Boy Jack Evans match Evans with a shot to the ribs Jungle Boy is able to leap up to the top rope With an arm drag and a kip up uh, Jungle Boy is able to gain control Of the match and eventually lock in The snare trap for the tap out And the 50 wins Yeah it, I mean that's his go to anymore Is the, the snare trap um, Yeah not very many people have kicked out of that no, or, or, yeah, I mean, he gets people to submit to it. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't even remember what Jungle Boy's normal finish is. Uh, anymore, I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch some of his older matches. Yeah, yeah but, uh, <laughs> but really, really, the main story was post match of this match. Yep. Post match, the Hardy family office and Jurassic Express hit the ring. Uh, eventually, Hardy and Christian battled in the center of the ring. Christian hits the kill switch on Hardy, then chokes him with his own jacket. Jack Evans gets back into the ring to pull Christian away from Hardy. And, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm thinking we're going to get this match at uh, Fight for the Fallen in Charlotte. Um, Matt Hardy's a Carolina boy. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's yeah. just my guess. I, I, I don't know, but I definitely can't see. I mean, maybe they do have a match at All Out, but it might be like the second or third match or something, like a rubber match, you know, like he did with Sammy um, during 2020, because I, I can't see them waiting clear up until September to pull the trigger on one match. Yeah, that'd be a long wait. Yeah. So. so we'll see what happens. All right, four, uh, four, four special dynamites coming up starting next week, so you got to have some exactly. time matches <laughs> sprinkled in there somewhere. Uh, backstage, MJF says he has outclassed and dethroned Jericho over the past couple of months. He feels like Jericho is smart enough to know when he's been bested and decided to step away. MJF says instead Jericho has doubled down and decided to make a joke out of MJF. MJF says Jericho is actually the joke. He once was the best, but he has now stooped so low with his recent actions. MJF says next week he will give Jericho the stipulations he has to go through to get a shot at MJF. If they do have a match and Jericho loses, he has to leave MJF alone forever. MJF switches gears to Guevara and says he's going to embarrass him tonight. Do you think we're going to see the same type of stipulations that he put in place for Cody? Not the same ones, but there will be two or three that loop or hoops that he's got to jump through. Yeah. But I loved when that whole, all those stipulations that um, Cody had to go through. That was fantastic. That was some of my oh, favorite yeah. things they've ever done on Dynamite. That was really some of the last things we saw before the pandemic. So I'm really looking forward to this. And another fire, fire promo by MGF. JF, I text oh, you yeah. 
the best on the mic in wrestling. I was always back and forth between him and Eddie within the company, but MJF's the best. He's always got my eyes glued to the television when he's on screen. Exactly. MJF is not a guy you look away from if he's got a microphone in his hand. So nope. even in the ring, I mean, I just, I know yeah. everybody hates him, but he is the top heel in my opinion. He is well. You can argue Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a pretty good heel too. But um, point B, I haven't uh, seen Roman as a heel, so I can't tell you. <laughs> I don't watch much. I just see highlights and, and stuff on social media. But I, I I know Roman's a very talented performer and does good work. But MGF man, he just um, yeah, I'm I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, up next, we get Alex Aberhantes, who talks with Andrade about his announcement. Andrade says he was ready last week, but Matt Seidel interrupted him. Andrade says, how about he and Matt face off in the ring next week in Miami? Now, of course, Andrade didn't call him Matt Seidel. He called him Matt. That's something. Something. Because <laughs> he was calling him Matt S on Twitter today. So, yeah. Um, were you a fan of the subtitles, even when he was speaking English? Um, I'm kind of torn on them. I think it does help because, I mean, Andrade is trying his hardest to learn English. So that extra little bit of help, I think, is beneficial for him. It's going to help the fans get behind him a little better versus having to go through Alex to do all of his communication. Um, as long as they don't, you know, give him a five-minute promo with uh, subtitles on, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, and, and the reason I didn't mind the subtitles, even though I could understand his English, is he does flip from English to Spanish real quick without much of a yep. hesitation. So yep. that's why and I that, don't mind the subtitles. Yep, and that kind of um, shows you where he's at with his English because yeah. you see the words he does know, and then you get to see what he doesn't know yet. I think he'll get a mouthpiece here soon in the next few weeks that takes care of a lot of English for him. Maybe, maybe, because I That's saw some interesting prediction. I saw some interesting rumors about said mouthpiece, so we'll see what happens. They, they weren't going to do that tonight. No, that, I didn't uh, think it was I, I still, tonight. I, no. I, I think that's coming. I, I think I, a lot of the internet was thinking it was going to be tonight. It was going to be a surprise, but they'll, they'll do it at one of the bigger events. I think uh, the earliest would be next week. So yes, at the earliest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they come out, make their announcement. You know, let Matt get to the ring and then come out and make their announcement. So we'll Vicky, see. Vicky does not need to be with them. No, no, we cannot. I love Vicky. She's a great person. She's a little annoying sometimes, but that's her character. But she's already with Nyla. And she's right. not doing anything for Nyla right now because they've right. switched her gears to this Andrade position. Right. So they've got to resolve that pretty quickly. It was a good way, I guess, to introduce him into the company, but he put somebody yeah. else with him. Yes. Uh, next, we head to the ring. Tony Schiavone is once again in the ring. Uh, I think he's the only person from commentary to step foot in that ring sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah we never see JR or I don't recall Excalibur. Yeah. No, if JR does any interviews, they were previously earlier in the day where he had a sit down somewhere backstage. Um, But uh, Tony introduces AEW world champion Kenny Omega. Omega makes up a story about Tony asking him how he stays motivated each day. Omega says he woke up today feeling like a king. My favorite part was Tony going, I didn't ask you anything like that. All I could think when he said he woke up 
It feels like a king was Ricky Bobby on Day Nights. I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. That's all I can think of when he said that. Oh, and of course, uh, we got to mention Kenny's new facial hair, too. I actually didn't think that looked too bad. I thought, I mean, it was just different, but. It was different. It took me by surprise. Yeah. It looked good on Kenny, though. I got to give him that. Um, the, the elite with their facial hair. Some, I mean, facial hair is all elite this week, I guess. Yeah, uh, of course, some of the, uh, oh, my, Kenny's so dreamy women have now said, what is up with Kenny? But <laughs> hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, Kenny goes on to talk about he has beat the toughest guy in AEW, the greatest high flyer in AEW, the greatest athlete, the top merch seller, and the young up-and-comer. Omega says with no one left, he's going to take some time off, but he has plenty of titles to defend elsewhere, which – I thought we were going to get maybe something else from that other company that they're supposedly partnering with. Didn't even come out with the other belts tonight, which I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I know. Um, Of course, Twitter's blowing up about him again, only coming out with one belt since he is the AEW world champion and he was on AEW. Makes sense to me, but I understand. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, if if fans of impact and fans of triple a, I mean, they're frustrated that he has their title. Yep. At least you can do is, is wear it when you, even you're on a different promotion. I get it. Yep. And of course, um, as Omega's taking in the fact that he's going to take time off Dark Order's music hits, which was weird because it didn't start with Join the Dark Order. It just went straight to the music. It was kind of threw me off there for a second. Uh, Evil Uno walks out, of course, with all of Dark Order. Evil Uno in a suit which looks great. I love when Uno is in a suit. I text you that. Yes. It, it gives his character a whole different feel. And I absolutely love when he puts on the suit. He feels uh, like the leader of the group again. Yes. Yes. Kind of getting back to where we were before Mr. Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, Uno on the mic says, if he heard Omega right about not having any other challengers, and uh, Omega laughs and wonders if he means five. He tells them that to bounce since none of them are even close to being ranked high enough to face him. My favorite part, uh, five wouldn't even last two minutes with me. But yet five took on Kenny once and it took over six minutes for Kenny to yeah, beat him. That's so. exactly why it was said. <sighs> and it was like only the diehards picked that up. Yep. Yep. Uh, Uno says that might be true, but Omega does know someone who does some someone he was very good friends with the number one ranked wrestler in AEW, the hangman chance start from the crowd. Omega says he doesn't think that person would appreciate Uno talking for him, nor does he have the guts to face him. Omega doesn't think hangman page himself thinks he is worthy of holding up the title. Omega does his good night and goodbye bit. His music hits and he walks out of the ring. His music was a little late there, though, I think. It was. It was. Looked Um, like it was supposed to hit right after he said bang, and then it didn't hit. Yep. A little late on the hitting hitting the music button there. But, um, yeah, I I thought this was well done. Yeah. Of course, the crowd, Hangman's over. He's going to be over wherever they go on the road. The crowd wants this. Yeah. I think we're going to get it. At all out, but we'll see. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to them waiting till full gear, but I, if any, if tonight, I mean, they did two segments kind of plant seats tonight, so that tells me it's it's gonna probably happen at all out. 
Yep, and we'll talk about that other segment coming up here in a little bit. Uh, we get another backstage segment uh, from Brian Pillman Jr. talking about having friends that were like family growing up, and Griff Garrison is one of them. When Mira attacked Garrison, he just showed that he's nothing but a bully and a big Bulgarian <clears throat> uh, Jade Cargill. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so, and that, of course, led us to the AEW TNT Championship match. Yeah. I, first off, I enjoyed Brian Pillman Jr.'s uh, promo as babyface. I think he cuts a really good babyface promo. But yeah. this match went about how I thought it was going to, and it was about the duration I thought it was going to yeah. last. It actually went a little longer than I was anticipating, but overall, I knew how it was going to go. I mean, there was no other way. There's no way Miro drops that belt right now. Yeah, I even posed a question on our uh, Twitter account. I said, "Who's going to take this title off of them?" And and um, well, well, you go ahead and do the match, and I'll, I'll try to because <laughs> I want to give them to give them credit for replying. So yeah, I like their reply too. By the way, <laughs> uh, Mira goes for a kick right off the bat, misses, and takes a few chops. Mira then tosses Pillman into the corner, but takes more shots from the challenger. Mira hits a. Big back body drop, kick to the chest, forearms to the back, punch to the face, and drops down on Pillman's back. Mira continues to work over Pillman, body block, fall away slam, then sends Pillman to the outside. Mira maintains control of the match with big chops to Pillman's chest. Pillman pulls Miro's neck over the top rope to stop him for a moment. And it literally was just for a few moments because Pillman throws some shots, springboard drop kick, sending Miro to the floor. Pillman then lands a drop kick through the ropes and ends up going all the way down to the floor. Pillman sends the champ into the barricade. Miro shoves him away, gets back into the ring. Uh, Miro knew he didn't want to lose this match or win this match via countout, so he wanted to keep it going. Uh, Pillman got a springboard clothesline for a cover with one count. And, I mean, that was a quick one count, too. Uh, Pillman, with a couple thrust kicks, Miro catches the third one, cracks him with a roundhouse kick, Miro with a leaping kick. Then he amps himself up for game over, locks it in, rolls back with it, and Pillman goes to sleep. Yep, one of the best submissions in all elite wrestling. Um, like I said, this match went about how I thought it was going to. And yep. didn't get any post post-match angles or anything. Um, but going back to our question that I posed on our Twitter account after the match was over, I said, who's going to take the TNT title off Miro and wrestling with doom who has the Twitter handle of at wrestling underscore doom said jungle boy. And I was like, Ooh, I like that one. I, I like that. I even had to use the Matt Jackson. I like that. <laughs> BT, uh, gift there because I was like, yeah, that would make sense. Eventually I could see that. And then we had, um, Dr. Uh, his Twitter handles at the Moon uh, Meister. Uh, I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. Um, he thinks we could get a Cody Rhodes American Hero gimmick at a big pay per view like Cena did at WrestleMania. At that point, Miro will go back down the card like Mox has. What are your thoughts on that, Paul? Same thing we've talked about in the past. I don't want to see this America versus anti-America gimmick again with Cody. I mean, if Cody and Miro go for the title, I don't want to see the countries brought into it. I just want it to be two 
good wrestlers going out there, giving it their all, and whatever happens, happens, of course. I think Miro could beat Cody, and I'm a huge Cody fan, so that's saying something for me. Well, he also because because my response was, "Oh God, I hope not," because I just, I just don't want to see that. I, I don't right. I don't want to see that. I want to see Miro fall back down the mid card. Um, right. And he said, "All roads sort of lead back to the EVPs." To be honest, I thought Cody would be back in the world title picture now and start a story about getting his getting back his ability to challenge for the world title. But I think the it, with the issues between him and the other EVPs, it'll wait till Omega loses. Hmm. Okay, the the rumored issues between them, we might add. Yeah, it's just it's interesting because if you watch the latest Sammy Guevara vlog, I mean, I know Cody's not one of the original Sammy vloggers, but he's a big right. part of it every week. He didn't go with them this week to invade BTE. Mm. Mm. I haven't seen no, this week's just, Sammy vlog yet, so oh, I'll have to sorry, watch that. Sorry, oh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't worry. I, I yeah. set out to watch it yesterday yeah. and then got distracted by work and never made it back to it. But it's just, I mean, yeah, they are rumored. I guess everybody says, you know, they're going to give the politically right answers that everything's fine on the surface. But it's been so long since we've seen Cody with either Kenny and or the Bucks do anything, even photo shoots or anything. So I got to think something is there but we we don't we might never know what exactly happened or happening well i honestly think it's probably got something to do with the fact that cody landed a tv deal um well that reality show i mean he's getting coverage from people magazine a ton right now for him and brandy having having their new baby girl and everything and he is the i mean he's turned into the face of the company pretty fast right Right. That could that could be part of it, but also why why we're on the Cody topic really quick. This is two weeks in a row we haven't got Cody at, on TV at all. He, yeah, he, he cut a promo last week. I'm not interested in this trap match next week. They haven't done no. anything to build my interest for it. No. Um, Cody was there pre-show tonight. Gave one of his speeches, sure. kind of like he did to kick off the Daily's Place venue. Yeah. Um, I didn't, there wasn't very good audio for it. So I couldn't quite make out everything he was saying. Cause you know, the fans are cheering and he's still talking. So it, it got washed away pretty quickly, but at least he did show up. Well, yeah, I think he's always going to be there being AVP. He'll always be there. But as far as getting him on camera for, I mean, it just surprised me. I mean, next week's that's one of the marquee matches for next week for a big dynamite returning on the road. And, and you don't have one of your bigger stars on the show at all. Even cutting a, a promo on QT or anything. And just, I think it's mark. leading to a road to episode. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I just think they missed the mark though. Cause a majority of your audience watches dynamite than the other stuff. Yep. Yep. So we might get a couple clips from the road to leading up to that match. Yep. Probably. But probably that'll be back. about what we get from it. Yeah. Um, next we head backstage to, uh, the Dark Order hangout. Um, Alex was standing, or not Alex. Yeah, it was Marves that was standing there. He said he was going to try to talk to him, and everybody, Hangman just blew right past him. Ask, you know, ask the group what they're doing. Um, he was a little more colorful, I think. <laughs> so what the hell are you guys doing? I think yeah. Well, yeah, see, I couldn't remember the exact wordings, but uh, overall, you could tell he was not happy about 
them talking for him. Stu Grayson says Paige didn't exactly stop them because he should have known they were going to do something like this. Paige wonders if the group thinks he's scared to face Kenny. Cole Cabana says no way, but he might be afraid of failure. And, of course, all the guys then hype up Hangman, you know, Uno saying you lifted me up even though I didn't win the title. We had, um, oh, John Silver making comments about things. It was nice to see. And then Alex Reynolds then tells Paige he's waited long enough and his time is now. Love that. Love that. It gave me chills, too. And it's just the little things in this whole storyline with the Dark Order and Hangman and Kenny, you know, coming full circle. Um, even last week, somebody posted on Twitter, and I don't remember who, so I feel bad not giving them credit, but it was side-by-side shots of, like, right after Hangman wins last week, he's smiling, and then there's a realization on his face, dead serious, knowing that now he's number one in the rankings. Yep. Like, and, and I didn't catch that first. I'm like, wow, they are just the little tiny things like that, which is going to make this whole angle spectacular. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we continue staying backstage as Taz is with uh, Powerhouse Hob and Hook. Taz hey, says, Hook Hook. I know. Who knew? I thought he was mute there for a while, but he did say words tonight, which was, which was amazing. Words, yeah. Hey, that's more than we've gotten from him in the past. So maybe yeah. we actually see him in action sometime in the next two years. <laughs> um, Taz says Starks and Cage aren't here and they've had a tough relationship. Taz says it's been tough on the whole group. July 14th, it will be Brian Cage defending the FTW championship against a medically cleared Ricky Starks. He says sometimes families fight and they will hopefully figure things out. Taz noted Starks, again, is medically cleared and will be in ready to go by then. I'm all for it. Uh, give me the Brian Cage complete babyface turn on the 14th. I'm ready for it. I think let, Hobbs, let, him, let him drop the title. Let him yeah. drop the title. Yep. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's what'll happen. Hook and Hobbs will get involved. Uh Starks will pick up the victory. And at that point, the switch will flip in Brian Cage and he'll say, All right, screw you guys, turns on everybody and walks out. Because they're obviously not going to make the FTW title the big man title like we were no, going to they, no. they, haven't done, they haven't done jack crap with it, to be honest. It's been kind no. of worthless to be on to, to bring in the company. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. Guys like Brian Cage and even Eddie Kingston, who haven't wrestled outside of Daly's Place in AEW yet. I'm really excited for those guys to get I back know. on the road. I know. I was kind of – when he started talking about – when he when Taz said – that Brian Cage will defend the FTW championship. I thought he was going to say August 4th when they're back in Daly's place. But luckily he said the 14th of July. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be against Hobbs. I did, I didn't I did too. It to be medically cleared yet. So Yeah, uh, quickly cleared for, for such a broken an, neck. For a broken yeah. freaking neck. <laughs> I, have, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say broken neck without doing that. So. I'm the same way. Don't worry. Uh, I saw something the other day. Somebody said, oh, yeah, I won this with, you know, a broken ankle or something like that. <laughs> and I I looked at uh, I was talking to my dad at the time and I said, yeah, but did he win a gold medal with a broken freaking neck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kurt Angle is the best. Yes. Um, up next was a match that you or I 
you and I lost interest in pretty quickly, unfortunately. And that was Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero versus uh, AEW Women's World Champion Britt Baker and Rebel. Yeah, just I, I, I even tweeted who had Vicky Guerrero wrestling on their 2021 bingo card because I didn't. <laughs> um, I didn't. I, I didn't think they would go through with it. I thought we would just get a swerve or maybe a surprise or something. Yep. And she was going to get out of the match, but she didn't. And just not – the match just wasn't for me. Um, it, Rebel supposedly really got injured with her knee. She was taken backstage very slowly after the match. And I told you there was a slide she did during the to break up the pin – and it looked really awkward how she landed. I don't know yeah. if that was a spot when it hurt, if she hurt her, if it was before or after that. But uh, yep. uh, thoughts and prayers to her because um, she's been rolling. I've really enjoyed her work, and she just can't catch a break. Yeah, and uh, I think that's why Nyla stopped what she was doing and drug her to the rope so at least she could kind of get herself out. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it didn't Which look prop, good. props to her for doing that and being yes. You know, you, yeah. you want to take care of your opponent. Right. So, you know, a, a lot of people uh, blow Nyla crap for being the size that she is and everything she's gone through in her life. Um, but, you know, I got to give her props for that. Taking time out of the match to make sure that a coworker is safe. Um, surprised at this, though. Britt Baker and Rebel pick up the victory uh, via submission. Uh, went how I figured it would go if they won with Vicky taking the tap out. Yeah, so, but you know what bothered me about that? She taps out, all right? Then she gets right back right up. Right back up. Like it didn't bother at all, and she's screaming. I'm like, that should have hurt your mouth. You shouldn't be able mm-hmm. to talk. You should be on the ground. That's supposed to be the best submission move of the women's division in the whole company, and you no-sold no it. That that really bugged me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was uh, – yeah. <laughs> Post-match, Rose gets back into the ring and hits a beast bomb on Baker. Then She then rolls Baker over to the apron near the table out on the floor. She then power bombs Baker through the table. Now, this has gotten Nyla in trouble in the past um, right. because she has actually injured people doing this move. It was a very safe one. I was watching pretty closely. Um she got her slowly in the correct position. Everything didn't throw her down too hard with tons of force. I mean, the way Britt landed was perfect in the middle. Yeah. Everything, at least from my standpoint and opinion was ex- executed perfectly from a safe standpoint, but uh, yeah, Nyla is definitely the heel in this feud. So, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, you text me. So Britt's baby face now. And I said, no, I, still think, she's, feud, I, guess. I, I still think she's that, uh, stone cold, Steve Austin, Austin, three sixteen type of, not she's a good guy, not a bad goes. guy. Yeah. yeah, she's gonna get you wherever she goes. The crowd loves her. Yep, absolutely. They love her dead boyfriend too, but we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get uh, a preview of next week's card, where we'll see QT Marshall versus Cody Rhodes in that South Beach strap match. Uh, MJF to announce the stipulations for Chris Jericho to go through to have a match with him. And if they lose, Jericho must leave him alone forever. I was kind of thinking it was going to be, if we have this match and I beat you, you have to leave AEW. Yeah, or you can't, yeah, you can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. Something, you know. The, 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 I, you have to leave me alone is kind of weak. Um, <laughs> That's something you say to a bully. Look, I'll take you on. Yeah. But if I beat you, you you've got to leave me alone. Leave me alone. 
I'm telling my mom. Yeah. yeah. No, he's going to go tell Rosie O'Donnell. He's not going to tell mommy. Yeah, he's going to go see him. Got to go see him again. Yep. Uh, we, we'll see Andrade versus Matt Seidel. And again, I'm not attempting to say the rest of Andrade's name. El Igolo. There you go. See, Tanner's got, got us you. covered. I got you. Uh, just announced, and this was interesting the way that they announced this, the general manager of AEW. I didn't think, I just thought he was the owner. I mean. <laughs> He's the, I think they now, the owner and president is usually how he's announced on like the radio and stuff. So Yeah, but to call him the general manager, the GM has just announced the Young Bucks will take on the uh, challengers of Penta L Zero Miedo and Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too quick again. Too quick again. That is my one downfall on this. Yeah, it didn't surprise me after tonight's result. But well, no, but I figured you know at least. Well, maybe, like I said, maybe they had that coffin match in line. You got to replace it with something. Makes sense. Have a big match. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Uh, we'll see a six-man tag match with uh, Inner Circle, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz. Joining them will be Conan. Hey, dog. Taking on Pinnacles, FTR, and Wardlow with Tully Blanchard. Thoughts on this? Thoughts on the promo from Santana, Ortiz, and Hager? How about that? Hey. Hager makes me laugh. I, 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 I don't mind the guy. Um, I think he's very physically talented, but his mic skills are just horrific. Um, I, I liked I liked what Proud and Powerful brought. Um, I couldn't understand a lot of Santana's because he spoke Spanish. But, no, I mean, it was passionate. Um, you know, they want to get down and dirty and, and fight. I like that. Um I got my I got my thoughts on the match, but I mean, do you want to go ahead and do our confident picks real quick since we just kind of went over the card? Well, we've got one more match yet. The first ever mixed tag team match as we see Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy take on the Bunny and the Blade. So there's our five matches. There's our let's five matches. Let's yeah, do let's do this. Let's put it so Paul is putting his KOP predictions title on the line next week at Road Rangers. Yep. So we're going to pick the five matches, and we're going to pick our most confident will be our five-pointer, the least confident will be our one-pointer. So, Yep. Uh, you you name the matches, and I'll, uh, I'll pick them. All up. right. Let's start at the top with uh, Cody and QT and that strap match. Yep, like I said earlier, I'm not really looking forward to this match. I just think there's been a lackluster build the last few weeks. I know a lot of the seeds were planted for this a long time ago. I think Cody gets the win, but I'm only putting two confident points on it. Okay. Uh, I'm going Cody, but I went with one confidence point. All right. How about uh, Andrade versus Matt Seidel? I think we're going to agree on this one. Andrade for five. Yep. Yep. As soon as they announced that, I went, well, there's my most confident pick. (laughs) In my opinion, the company, there's only like four or five guys who should be able to beat him. That's how good he is. Yes. Matt Seidel, great for Matt Seidel to be in this position. I'm glad he's getting some dynamite time and some big spots, but he's not, he's not beating Andrade and Andrade's debut. Right. 
Nope, nope, nope. Um, Young Bucks versus Eddie and Penta for the tag team titles. I don't think the titles change hands here, but I'm only putting one point on the Bucks to retain. Okay, see, I went with the Bucks for four. All right. So, so I'm gonna have to root for a title change. Uh, I don't know because there's two uh, two pretty big matches left yeah. on the card. Uh, the six man inner circle pinnacle or pinnacle, excuse me. Well, the inner circle got the upper hand at Stadium Stampede. Hager got the upper hand in the octagon against Wardlow. Time for the pinnacle to get one back. I got uh, FTR and Wardlow for three points. I've got uh, FTR and Wardlow for two points. Okay. <laughs> so this is going to come down to confidence points at this point. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> yep. uh, we've only got one match left. Yep. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus Buddy and Blade. You know, great for Blade to be put in this position and Bunny as well, but they haven't been built like Orange Cassidy and Statlander have been, so I'm taking OC and Statlander for four points. I took OC and Statlander for three. So we didn't differ on any of the actual results, but we did on points, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll still be champ. I got a feeling you probably will. Um, and then I'm going to have to talk you into, eh, we'll probably have to wait till all out. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see if, if any of the cards are, are Boehner cards or not. So. Yeah, well, they hyped this one up to be such a big thing that I thought we were going to see a lot more than we're getting. So I was very confident in defending it and what would feel like a pay-per-view style dynamite. But Right. At least we're getting uh, five matches. But, um, yeah. I mean, I'm. I think we're going to get some great shows coming up. The whole, the rest of summer is going to be AEW hot and heavy. But uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe if I win next week, my next title defense will be Fighter Fest nights one and two. Oh. So, so okay, I'll. I'll that would you'll, get you'll us be a closer to a. Yeah, that would get us also if they stay with five matches. I'd get us that ten that we're yeah used more to. confident working That's with. That's true. That's true. So. Uh, finally, time for the main event of the night, the much-anticipated MJF versus Sammy Guevara in a one-on-one -on -one match, which was a very interesting match. A uh, lot of back-and-forth action. I knew we'd see some good things from both of these two. Uh, saw a lot better things than I was anticipating. Uh, I was hooked throughout this whole match. I mean, we got double springboard cutters, we got jackknives, we got two counts, we got one counts, back and forth throughout the whole thing. You know it's good when the crowd in the main event is chanting, this is awesome. That's yeah, always I mean, a benefit. Sammy Guevara matches always have me on the edge of my couch, and like I mentioned earlier, when MGF's on my screen, my eyeballs are right there, so I was really looking forward to this match all night. This is in the main event slot like it should be. That Sammy spot when he went from the top rope did the flip into the, over the barricade on the MGF. It's just holy oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. So much could have gone wrong there. His oh, 630 at the end was beautiful. Um in the end, well, I'll let you I'll let you wrap it up. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh so one of my favorite apart from that move was uh Guevara looks for a springboard. MJF hits a Liger bomb reverser, reversal for a two count. 
Sammy's backup ends up hitting a second rope Spanish fly Canadian destroyer cover for two. Oh, that oh, thing was beautiful. Oh, man. We had uh, double stomps back and forth. We had drop kicks. We had chairs. Of course, the chair didn't turn out too well for MJF. Uh, then we get that amazing flip into the fans. Sammy, I think Sammy's trying to compete with Darby Allen and Ray Phoenix on who can do the craziest stunt. <laughs> Ray's been on the sidelines for quite a while now. Just wait till he comes back. He's going to do something oh. stupid. He's going to end up in like row 10 <laughs> from a running suicide. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. Uh, so then MJF pulling off that second rope pile driver. A move that, I know. A, lot, a move that a lot of people are saying that wrestling needs to get away from. And then MJF they had, they had for a while. It's starting yeah. to come back all of a sudden. Yeah. MJF hit that beautifully. Of course he tweaked his knee. Uh, Sammy looked to capitalize off of that. Didn't go too well. MJF got his foot on the ropes because Sammy got too greedy in that pin. I thought he had it right there. And you know, his foot just dropped right onto the rope. I was like, ah, oh, that's that. Uh, <laughs> the crowd was pretty much all on their feet at this point in the match. Sean Spears is heading to the ring, so Jericho goes to cut him off, but Wardlow sneak attacks Jericho, beats up Jericho near the crowd, up on a ramp just above ringside. Wardlow gets the ref's attention and throws Jericho down to the floor. That actually looked like it hurt. I was surprised. Yeah, um, a little tumble there. Um, yeah. I love the storytelling in this whole match. I thought everything was perfect, even the result, how it happened. Um, you know, yeah. I have no problem. I told you I want Sammy to win, but I don't think he's going to. So exactly. MGF goes over, but he goes over dirty. Perfect. Yep. Spears gets a chair, whacks Sammy with the chair. Sammy gets his hands up to partially block the headshot. Not all the way, though, but nobody's taking a chair shot from spears like cody did that's for sure never never will again aw does a good job with like Wardlow last week throwing their hands up they're letting the chairs hit them but there's more of their hands taking the blow that's how you need to do it because i wouldn't watch that chair shot again last year from fighter fest uh, or fight for the fallen i I think it was i don't know which one i think it was fighter fest um my god that was nasty yeah, I still think that truly knocked Cody out for a couple seconds. Yeah, because the, the lip hit him in the back of the head. I mean, that was yep. not supposed to happen like that. And uh, but in, in this, and now you can you can do Spears against Sammy again going yeah. forward. So. That was you know that'll always be a good match. Those two are yep. very equally matched. Um, let's break the rules a little bit and make it a chair match. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. So, so a lot of a lot of ways they can go with that, but a great, great main event in the Daily's yep. Daily's Place era of Dynamite. MJF gets the one, two, three, which we both kind of knew. Post match, Spears and Wardlow help MJF up, and he celebrates a little bit, but not too much. And then, of course, we get that video package of Daily's Place. That was a heartfelt video package. And it tugged on the heartstrings a little bit too. Absolutely, it was very well done. I mean, it went back to you know March eighteenth of twenty twenty when Cody's alone in the ring, and then 
went over all the different debuts and highlights we've seen and at pay-per-views and at big dynamites, just regular dynamites. And then of course the Brody Lee stuff, that was really yes. hard to, hard to watch because he had so many great moments last year. And, and I mean, he's missed every day and every week by not only wrestling fans, but just people all over the globe. And of course his friends and family. And um, I mean, I guess Paul, when you look back, years from now at the Daily's Place era, and hopefully we never have to go through something like this again. What are some of the moments you're going to remember about that during? Oh, I mean, I'm always going to remember Cody's promo. Uh, That was one of the best promos. I often compare it to almost as good as Dusty's Hard Times promo. Yeah. Because it was that heartfelt along the same emotional level as that promo, uh, all the Brody Lee stuff, um, Mox becoming champion, Mox losing the championship. Mox um, carrying the company on his freaking back during oh the pandemic. I yeah. Mean, he, I feel yeah. back. He, he deserved to have a whole full crowd show to show re- title ring, but he didn't get it. Yeah. I think we'll see another one from him in the future. Um, I'll try to forget the exploding um, barbed wire death match. Uh, but of course that's always going to be there. I mean, there are just so many things. I mean, you just, somebody's going to say 2020 pandemic and just all these little highlights are going to flow through your head from Daly's place. Yep. Sting's debut. Sting's Took debut. Everybody yeah. by shock. Um, we had Miro debut. We had Brody Lee debut, Matt Hardy debut. Brian FDR. K debut. FTR debut, um, so many debuts. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, I'm so glad they're getting out of Daly's place and get back on the road where they belong and just give us a different visual and everything and different crowds and hot crowds that are dying to get back to wrestling events. But, but I'm glad they have a home they can always fall back on and a home that they were able to run shows without stopping for the past yeah. 60 months. That was a blessing because it got – people like you and me and a lot of other wrestling fans through very tough times. Yes, absolutely. I mean, and let's not forget, they let nobody go during a pandemic where for other very, companies, very few, at least. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was for okay. one reason or another, you know, your contracts expired. You don't want to yeah. continue here. That's fine. Travel we understand restrictions it. after a while. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, AEW did great during the pandemic. Sure did, sure did. Um, overall rating for tonight's show? Uh, I'm going to stay where I was last week and give it a seven. I'm going to go eight. I thought this Ooh. was a really strong show. I really okay. enjoyed it. Um, I even might have went higher if it wasn't for a, a one line blunder at the end that I don't even really want to talk about. We don't have too much more time. Yeah, no, we're not um, going to get into that tonight. Just, just Twitter search JR, and I'm sure you'll see what we're talking about. But, uh, yep. but no, I thought the show was really good. I mean, there was maybe a little too many backstage segments for my liking. And I that's what did it build, for me. A little, little more build to the strap match and a few other matches for next week. But uh, all in all, I thought it was a great way to cap off the Daily's Place era. Yep. Uh, wrestler of the Week. Yeah, this was this was a tough one, um, but I'm gonna go Pinta. Okay, okay. He got the he got the he got the. Uh, or or did Eddie get the pen? Eddie got the pen. Eddie got the pen. Well, I'm still going Pinta because he looked cool in his Joker like gear, and and I really enjoy watching him uh, do uh, 
to him work in the ring. And yeah, I, I don't think I've ever picked him before, so I'm going to pick him tonight. Uh, I'm I'm going to do probably what AEW is going to do and go Jungle Boy. Yeah, I mean he got fifty tonight, so yeah, it's true. Yeah. Good, good, good point. Uh, one more thing, real quick, before we try to wrap this up and keep it under an hour. Did you happen to see the Bully Ray comments he made on Busted Open today about Eddie Kingston? And do you have any thoughts on those? Um, I saw the comments he made. Uh, I don't really have too much to say about it. Um, I mean, you know, Bully's left the company. Of course, he does come back. He is one of the respected uh, legends, but kind of what. Eddie meant is they're not going to put him in a match where they're going to get beat by some young guy. They're respecting him in the fact that maybe they don't want to get back into the ring. They just want to go out there and help get that younger talent over without having to wrestle them. Yeah. And I've said that since, you know, Jake showed up and Arn Anderson showed up. I said, it's nice that AEW's getting legends over without them being in the ring. Yeah. I, it was interesting because I agree with a lot of what Eddie said, but at the same time, I, I understand where Bully's coming from saying, hey, you know, guys like Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, guys who have been in that company, they can take shots. You know, they can take the sledgehammer to the to the uh, throne, and, 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 and Jericho can call WWE out, but Eddie's never worked there. So, yeah. But, and, and at the same time, he never said WWE. You're right. He said the other channel. Yeah. Which let's not forget. ROH is on stuff. New Japan has their own channel now. Uh, Impact. (laughs) Yeah. So. No, you're right. But I think we all know what he was talking about. Oh, yeah. It it was interesting because I don't think he got the crowd reaction he was expecting last year. Nobody really popped for that big. No. I what, think they were confused doing? about yeah, what, what he was doing. doing. So I think I think AEW and, and I like the little shots on BT and everything and once in a while, but they're getting to the point. I don't think they have to take too many shots. Just do your own thing. Worry about yourself. No. Yeah. And uh I think we'll see that in the ratings start to show up more and more. Well, I'm, I'm interested to see the rating uh tomorrow for for the show. I think uh you know, it went up Saturday. That was the best rating they've had since they went away from Wednesdays and I think the rating will be even higher tonight and it's going to continue to climb the next few weeks. I think they're going to be yep. on a good trend going forward. Yep. I mean, let's not forget they made it to a million in a pandemic. So, we'll see what they can do. Yep, excited for Road Ranger uh, next week and we'll be back next Wednesday night to cover it all. And we'll see which one of us is champion at the end of the night. Hopefully the belt's coming back home where it belongs. Ah, it's staying with me. (laughs) All right. uh, For Tanner Lee, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.